0: engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it
1: now the end abortion podcast by
0: priests for life well hello friends father frank pavone here national director of priests for life welcome to praying for america and as you can see, I'm joined again by our political outreach associate here at Priest for Life, Erin Parfett. Aaron, how you doing?
1: Very well. How are you?
0: Good, Hi. good. Our election is in full gear. Yes, and yes. Uh, we're going to get some good updates from you tonight about that. And friends, we're going to talk about the primary season, how it's going, what some of the uh, good signs are, uh, and uh, as well as some special needs in particular states that we need you to spread the word about uh, with us and for us. So uh, we'll get into all that and more. And we ask you to, uh, as you're watching, feel free to leave us your prayer intentions because praying for America includes praying for you. And we want to go to Scripture, as is our practice, and then pray. And then we'll get into our discussion about Elections 2022 and how we can all do more. I want to go to Revelation chapter 19 which says, starting in verse 11, Then I saw the heavens opened, and there was a white horse. Its rider was called Faithful and True. He judges and wages war in righteousness. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and on his head were many diadems. He had a name inscribed that no one knows except himself. He wore a cloak that had been dipped in blood, And his name was called the Word of God. The armies of heaven followed him, mounted on white horses and wearing clean white linen. Out of his mouth came a sharp sword to strike the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod, and he himself will tread out in the winepress, the wine of the fury and wrath of the God Almighty. He has a name written on his cloak and on his thigh. King of kings and Lord of lords. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you are the King of every nation. You are the Lord of all humanity. And that is why our founders could turn to you with confidence as they began this nation, whose birthday we just recently celebrated. And that is why we can turn to you with confidence today, 246 years later and still turn to that same Declaration of Independence and declare our dependence on you. We thank you, Lord, for the process by which we elect our leaders. We ask you to continue to bring our nation back to the right course by the election of people who love this nation, who are ready to save this nation from the evil forces working for its destruction. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And and, and enable us in this conversation to gain even greater insight into what we need to do and greater confidence in doing it. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. And you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so Aaron uh, thanks for coming on the program, and we have this update now. Um, the primaries have been taking place just about every Tuesday, and how far along are we in the process?
1: I would say we're about halfway through, give mm-hmm. or take. May May and June were busy months. They were. Uh, July is going to be a little more quiet. There's Maryland on July 19th. Okay. We pick up in August with a few more.
0: August 2nd is a big one, I know, in yes. a lot of different states, yeah.
1: Yes, and then there'll, there'll be a couple that linger into September. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say we're on the back end of it, but that doesn't mean to just take a nap. There's still many exciting oh, yeah. primaries ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how? So what do you see now in the primaries that have occurred, some of the patterns that have been emerging?
1: Throughout the primaries, it's safe to say there's been historical Republican turnout, it's historically high and historically low Democratic turnout. And I'll give it a couple examples. Yeah. In Ohio, it, which their primary, I, I believe, was in the beginning of May, they registered 230,000 more Republicans turning out to vote mm-hmm. and 160,000 fewer Democrats.
0: Fewer, yeah.
1: So Republican turnout doubled Democratic turnout, and that was like a 20% increase from Republican turnout in 2018. And Georgia is another interesting state because we know they have their new voter election laws and the left has been crying voter Oh, the ones that are
0: supposed to be suppressing voters? Yes. yes oh, yes. yes.
1: Republicans, There, were, you had 237,000 Republicans turnout, which was a 60,000 increase from 2018 versus 176,000 Democrats. It was up 214% from 2018. And if you start getting into some of the minorities, you had 102,000 more black voters that turned out this year compared to 2018. You had five times as many Hispanic voters turning out as 2018, five times as many Asian voters in 2022 compared to 2018, four times the black vote. So it's really hard for these people to argue that their vote is being suppressed.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sure is. From 2020, Even a big increase in the Georgia turnout, right? Oh, yes. 155% from 20. So voting has not been suppressed in Georgia.
1: Oh, no. No. If you look at California.
0: Just maybe that we know who's voting (laughs) this time. It's not that it's been suppressed. We know who they are.
1: Right. But I think California had maybe 16% of their total population turnout to vote in their primary, which is pretty pathetic. Especially compared to these other states, yeah. So yeah. we know how progressive voting tactics work. People yes. aren't showing up.
0: They're not showing up. Um, well, brothers and sisters, we, we should be encouraged by this. The enthusiasm is definitely on our side. You know, I saw Erin just the other day. Then the percentage, the wrong, the right track, wrong track uh, uh, statistics. I saw it up to eighty-eight percent. Uh, uh, of, of Americans thinking the country is on the wrong track. Now it was not that long ago; it was like around 75 percent. More and more are waking
1: up. Oh, absolutely! It's beautiful. Yeah. Let Biden and Harris keep doing what they're doing. Uh,
0: yeah, let them just keep on. They're just—they're really—they're really imploding, aren't right. they? I mean, his disapproval numbers, his disapproval numbers are uh, uh, higher than ever. His approval numbers are lower than ever. Uh, underwater, right, is what they call oh, it. And, yes. and when it, when it, when a candidate is under, I think we're going to get to that. I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead of you. Well, but I, we're going to get to the to the Biden numbers. I think. I,
1: I it, heard that he wants to run again in twenty twenty four, and if. That could be the best gift ever to the Republican Party.
0: Well, I saw uh, Kamala Harris saying, oh, yes, you know, he's running again and I will be his running mate." And Period. Amen. That's it. I was, I was like, what planet are these people living on? I
1: mean, oh, you know. Just let them continue to think that yeah, it's the best yeah. gift they could give America. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, Americans Not, not in the
1: short term, but in, in the long term. In the long
0: term and as a motive for people to really turn things around in this in this midterm. Indeed. Tell us more.
1: Well, we can get into maybe some of the biggest surprises of yes, the election. Yes, yes, I'm always
0: interested to hear about that. Those of you that are just joining us, Erin uh, here, Erin Parfett is our political outreach associate. Now, she does a lot of the day to day work here at Priest for Life for our own voter education and mobilization efforts, which you can follow and which we really want to ask you to follow at prolifevote.com. That's our political outreach website, prolifevote.com. And uh, lots of material there, which we'll give you a little bit uh, more uh, summary of as we go on in our program. But some surprises from these midterms.
1: Well, I would say the surprises began last November, Mm -hmm. obviously, what happened in Virginia.
0: Yes, you were working on the Youngkin campaign.
1: Yes, but there are people who really thought that was not going to be pulled off.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: I I think it was the whole Loudoun County School Board incident Mm -hmm. that started to turn the tide and... From mm-hmm. there, the rest is history. We don't need to recount all that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have what happened in New Jersey with their Senate president losing to a truck driver. The truck the driver. driver
0: candidate, yes, yes, yes.
1: Whether he spent $153 or $2,000 is irrelevant. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right.
1: I think that just kicked off the whole midterm season and throughout, I mean, Republicans have done very well. but. As I talked about last time I was on the show, we had what happened with the San Francisco District Attorney Mm -hmm. and the fact that they've recalled three of their school board members in one of the most progressive cities in America for being being too woke. Right. You have Myra Flores in South Texas. Myra,
0: yes, yes, yes. We were in contact with her a little bit during the primaries, praying for her and rooting for her. But remind, I mean, most of our viewers know this very well. But the, the historic aspect of that, remind us of, of, of what that was.
1: Well, she is the first person elected to Congress who was born in Mexico, mm-hmm. leg- legally immigrated here, married to a Border Patrol agent. Mm-hmm. But she's the first Republican to represent the 34th District in over 100 years. 100
0: years plus. Amazing. Amazing. In,
1: in 2016, the Democrats won that district by 25%. Yeah. 20 percent in 2018 and 13.6 in 2020. So
0: these these Democrats that talk about, oh, we're going to make turn Texas blue, that's not working out too well, is it?
1: No, Uh, it really isn't. (laughs) I think one of the biggest surprises for the Democrats this season is that they can't take the Latina vote for granted. Right,
0: right. (laughs) They can't take that for granted anymore.
1: Especially with the inflation. I mean, that's irritating everybody nationwide. but this population came here for the american dream right and when they're not getting their american dream on top of the inflation and they feel like the fruits of their labor are being taken from them yeah that's not going to resonate well yeah and And it's a
0: big mistake to to for people to connect in their minds you know the hispanic vote or hispanic population and democrat immigration uh policies They're, they're not Uh, 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 enthusiastic or happy about what's going on. It's really, it's again, it's a form of that, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a form of that identity politics thinking that, Oh, well, you know, they're Hispanic. They're automatically in favor of this, that, or the other thing. No, you can't automatically judge how people either are thinking or should think Based on race. You can't do that. And, uh, and yet, uh, you know, uh, the Democrats do it all the time. But we see it being, st- being, being contradicted by these statistics.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even with the pro-life issue that's near and dear to us, that just doesn't resonate with most of these immigrants. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are from Central American countries that value their children and value their families. They're not looking
0: for abortion on demand.
1: Not, yeah. not all nine months. Yeah, even right. if they want a, a few... Re- Restrictions on it for some of those people. They don't mm-hmm. want this all nine months that no. the Democrats are advocating.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: So the Hispanic vote is definitely going red this mm-hmm. election cycle, and it's been beautiful to watch. Wow,
0: that's right. That's fascinating.
1: I think the Democrats scheduled an emergency meeting after Myra's victory to uh-huh. figure out what are we going to do now? We were supposed to win this district. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with a wave election. I was talking with Ralph Reed recently. because I spoke at his conference, Road to Majority. And, he, you know, he says, you know, when there's a wave election, there's going to be a lot of surprises. Because, I mean, you can always see, you know, certain um, uh, winnable races. You can see certain trends. But once a wave takes effect, that builds momentum. You know, you can have places end up being in play that nobody uh, nobody thought would be.
1: Nobody expected San Francisco or South Texas.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we'll
1: see what happens in November.
0: Yeah. What else have you got here?
1: We have Nevada in general. Yes. Just it's usually been such a liberal state or at least libertarian at best. It's moving into the toss up category in nearly every race across the state.
0: Wow, that's great. Yeah, Nevada. I was just talking with some of the leaders out there were planning some planning, some uh, pro-life activities for me to go out there and uh, speak in the coming months prior to the midterms.
1: So we will continue to see what happens with these elections going forward. There's mm-hmm. been no shortage of surprises and we fully expect more.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oh,
1: november 8th will be a day of i'm sure many surprises
0: november 8th is the day it half circled on our calendars and uh by the way let's tell let's speaking of dates remind our folks where to go to see the different dates of the primaries that are yet to occur and then we also have a few other categories of dates let's remind our audience
1: prolifevote.com and there it or and that there's a box that has a state election calendar, mm-hmm. or you can get to it directly via stateelectioncalendar.org.
0: Right, state election calendar. And what kind of dates do we have lined up there?
1: We have primary elections right. for each state, early voting, and voter registration deadlines. Both,
0: That's important, both right? Both for the
1: primaries as well as the general Right, election. right,
0: right, right. So, so, and people have to stop and think about this because um, <clears throat> primary for the primaries, that are different dates in each state, voter registration cuts off at a certain point and those dates are on that calendar yes okay, stateelectioncalendar.org and then of course you can still keep registering but you'll be registering for the general election correct and that has its own cutoff date its own deadline prior to november 8th right, right?
1: so if i move to another state
0: yeah. between
1: now and november
0: yeah
1: i may want to look up when the deadline to register to vote in my new status. Yes. Or if I'm going to college this fall. Yes. And I want to vote in my whatever state my college is in,
0: mm-hmm. I might
1: want to make sure I look at that date. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and and friends, let's use this, too, as a reminder to say that we have a special website called Check Your Voter Registration to make sure that it's up to date. Uh, even if you know that you're registered and you know you may be all set and ready to vote, doesn't hurt to check because who knows what goes wrong sometimes with the data files. And just in case something happened that w- without your knowledge, you know, th- check your voter dot com. Just make sure your voter registration is fully active, accurate and ready to go. OK. And,
1: and Well, on that note, I want to encourage our viewers to check your party affiliation specifically. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh.
1: I've been in connection with some people here in Florida who have said they received something in the mail from the, their county elections officials, and they just about threw it away. But then it caught their eye that, hey, I've been a lifetime Republican, but this says I'm a Democrat, and I never changed my party. Yeah. And they, they were really happy that they caught that because they didn't want to show up at the Republican primary and not be able to vote right. or miss the voter registration deadline. Right. And I've also received some calls here at the office from voters in New York who have said, I've been registered Republican my whole life, and I'm voting absentee because of whatever reason, and I received a, t- a ballot for the Democratic Party. Can you help me pick the least evil Democrat, and then I'm going to go reg- re-register Republican ASAP?
0: This is, this is wild. You know, you know, friends, some of you may have seen, we had Janet on, on, a, on a previous program. Talking about one of her daughters who lived in Michigan uh, for some years and uh, moved down here to Florida, and uh, in the 2020 election, she said, "You know, I just had a curiosity. I want to go check my uh, record in Michigan. You know, went to the election website. They still had her on the the voter files, even though she had moved. Right? She's never registered re- Democrat in her life." Her records with the state showed her as a registered Democrat. She said, "What is this?" And it and it showed that he she had voted in Michigan in the twenty twenty election. Meanwhile, she voted here in Florida.
1: Crazy. So I mean, this
0: is brothers and sisters. I mean, I, we don't have to convince you, you know. But uh, you know, well,
1: even in the twenty, this is happening. Even in the twenty sixteen election. I thought I was going to be in Florida for 3 months helping with the Trump election and going back to Kansas. Yeah. So I didn't bother moving my voter registration at the time. I okay. thought I was going to be here temporarily. But I'll request an absentee ballot from Kansas. It showed up 10 days after the election.
0: It came in your into the mail 10 days late?
1: Yes. I mean it, came 10 di- it showed up 10 days after after the, the, the election, election altogether. There yeah. was no point in me even returning it.
0: Wow. And that's wow.
1: from a fairly conservative state at the time yeah yeah you
0: yeah. know that shows like like when president trump uses the word disaster you know all this mail-in stuff is a disaster it really is
1: so i didn't uh, vote in 2016 don't fire me but it was, <laughs> wasn't my fault <laughs> when i didn't get my ballot and i requested it on time oh
0: my goodness so what else do you have here for us as far as how these primaries are going
1: i would say the big thing coming up that so we should talk about with our viewers would
0: be kansas kansas let's talk about kansas yeah and for our friends we've mentioned this to you but we want to really emphasize it in a little bit more detail here today there's going to be various states that have various kinds of special measures on their ballot now those of you that are politically involved and follow these things you know what a motivating factor that can be we talk about how do we turn out the vote one of the ways we turn out the vote uh, is that there we bring people to people's attention ballot initiatives that might be there. Along with the candidates, you've got certain important uh, questions to be settled by the voters of a state. So tell us uh, what's going on in Kansas.
1: Kansas, even before Roe fell, has been wanting to put it into their constitution pr- pretty much the following text. Because Kansas value both men and women, the Constitution of the state of Kansas does not require government funding for abortion and does not create or secure a right to abortion. To the extent permitted by the Constitution of the United States, the people through their elected representatives and state senators may pass laws regarding abortion, including, but not limited to, laws that account for circumstances of pregnancy resulting from rape or incest or circumstances of necessity to save the life of the mother. Mm-hmm. So basically, what's on the ballot is, do you support adding this text to the Kansas state constitution? So you want to vote yes. Yes or no. Right. Obviously, you would want to vote yes.
0: Yes. There are two key provisions here. And friends, this is a battle in a number of states. Uh, and Erin's and going to give us a little bit more about the stage of this battle in Kansas. But there's a, uh, efforts in a number of states. Uh, to, To make it clear that the Constitution of that state neither secures a right to an abortion nor an obligation to fund it. Now, as we know, on the federal level, the Supreme Court just said our federal constitution does not secure a right to abortion. Okay, the text was never in there to begin with anyway. Um, But even though even with that, uh, Aaron, with the Roe v. Wade decision saying there was a right to abortion, which now that's been reversed. uh, The uh, Supreme Court ruled a number of times that saying there's a right to abortion does not require the state to, to fund it. Correct. But on the state level, you know, the pro abortion people are always trying to get, you know, both on the state and federal level, more and more money pouring into the child killing industry. So that's why Kansans now have the opportunity to put into their constitution no, there's no right to abortion, and no, we don't have to pay for it. Most Americans uh, 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 just are fully opposed. To paying for somebody else's abortion, right. even if they're pro-choice,
1: right? At least if you're going to have an abortion, theoretically, yeah, you should have to pay for that yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so what? Uh, so, so this is an initiative This will be on the ballot in Kansas. Yes, we want people to vote yes on this in this measure because see, Kansas has had a problem now for a number of years, right? Because the court f- found. A right to abortion in their constitution, even though it's not there in the text.
1: Right. Basically citing privacy, just as Roe did. Mm-hmm. The same thing that we're hearing nationwide.
0: Isn't that amazing how they, they, they find these things that nobody noticed up to now, <laughs> over all these decades? Oh, just they magically don't... appeared.
1: Well, you, I guess you can make it say whatever you want.
0: Well, that's why, you know, in the Dobbs case, and we've explained this extensively in other episodes... You know the 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 decision points to history. It says you want to know what the will of the people is, rather than just the pro- policy preferences of the judges. Look at history, because if it really is the will of the American people, it's going to show up in in laws. It's going to show up right. in in constitutions. It's going to show up in in, in judicial decisions. <laughs> it's going to show up somewhere, you know. And why and,
1: should the left be so scared of this? If Americans truly want abortion, yeah. Isn't that what they're going to vote for?
0: Right. right. And
1: they're crying about the loss of democracy. We we all know this country is not a democracy, but let's just say it is. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't the will of the people be the ultimate expression of democracy?
0: Yeah. We have th- to be, yeah. But right. they
1: want to shut that down if it doesn't meet their agenda. Well,
0: that's right. And if it doesn't meet their agenda and if they see the people are not on their side, they go to try to find some friendly judges. And 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 what happens here is something the Supreme Court has warned against this many times, that the court ends up substituting for the judgment of the people.
1: Well, and privacy you know? is such a horrible argument because anything can be covered under privacy. That's right. I mean... Why, why should there be any crimes at all? It's all a private matter. And the between-
0: legitimate, well, that's right. Because the legitimate meanings of privacy uh, and, 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 you know, there's, well, there's privacy in the sense of, well, I can't tell you this information that I have, there's privacy in the other sense of the government can't intrude in my decisions. So I want to I want to, I want to choose how I'm going to educate my, my children, what school I'm going to send them to. Well, that, that's your choice. All right. Government can't dictate. I want to decide who I'm going to marry or maybe I'm marrying an interracial marriage. government can't re- prevent that. So the Supreme Court has ruled on these things under privacy. Fine. We have no objection to that.
1: But if, if I get upset with you. Right. It doesn't mean I can go pr- murder you and you're back off. There
0: you go. Because now a second life is involved.
1: Right. But but I and I get to argue, well, it's a private matter between you and me done in. A priest for life. Why should anybody else?
0: Right, exactly. And this is the uh, this is the parallel to abortion. Right? I would still be charged and
1: with murder as I right. should be.
0: Well, and Dobbs, the Dobbs case pointed this out that that privacy, uh, what met what distinguishes abortion from these other privacy matters is that there's a second life involved and it is purposely ending that life. So Kansans, oh my goodness, what a great opportunity. This is gonna be the first key vote after Dobbs. Yes. The nation is going to be looking at it. People are going to draw all kinds of conclusions about it.
1: Especially Kansas Uh, being the heartland. Yeah. If you can establish abortion there, yeah, that doesn't resonate well for the rest of the country. That's right. I mean, California and Vermont are going to have amendments in November they're voting on. We don't expect those to go favorably. And then also Kentucky will have an amendment they will be voting on in November.
0: We're going to have to update our viewers about all these different things. Oh, yes.
1: And, but, and there's a few others in the works, but yeah. they're not going to be 2023, 2024. They're still working their way through legislative processes.
0: We got information on this at Pro-life Vote, right? ProlifeVote.com. Yes. Voter registration in Kansas?
1: July 12th. And early voting begins July 13th. So that's next right, so, week. So
0: July 12th is the cutoff for, yes. for, for, for registering to vote. For, and for the, the primary. F- For the primary.
1: Which is where this amendment comes up. You don't have a chance to vote on this in November. It's August.
0: That's right. This is August. This is August 2nd, Yes.
1: You don't get a second chance if you don't show up to vote for this one.
0: Okay. This is big. All right. So to summarize, by July 12th, right around the corner, let's get people registered to vote in Kansas
1: Oh, yes. The starting, Democrats are already working really hard to get their party rallied. Yeah, we should be doing yeah. the same.
0: And then starting the 13th, they can do early voting. Yes. And August 2nd is the, uh, actual, primary. Is the actual primary. Kansas Constitution is uh, on the line here. Well, Aaron, that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for all these updates. Oh, well,
1: Thank you. All this
0: information and uh, for helping them mobilize uh, the troops. Friends, let's pray together. Let's pray for each other's. Intentions. Many of you have been leaving prayer intentions, and we want to pray for your good health, good decision making, uh, you know, uh, wisdom, and 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 all the different things that you're asking of the Lord. And let's let's sum up all our prayers now for America and for one another by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, friends. Spread the word about this program, and please stay connected with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms at FR Frank Pavone. And stay connected with Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. And uh, of course, again, with Aaron's uh, work here at Priest for Life, you can connect at ProLiveVote.com. And remember, especially Kansas, let's get our friends activated for this special primary ballot initiative for their constitution. Thank you for joining us. Spread the word. And we'll talk to you again very soon.